This is a We Are On We production. Welcome back to Marty's Internet. No, fuck, that was the wrong intro. Welcome back to the On We Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Winter, and, and this is a... It's, I'm here with Chris, just Chris hey, this time. Hey, How everyone. are you, Chris? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, hey, good. You're good. Yep. So we're going we're gonna to mix it up a bit, and we're going to mm. you know, have a bit of a news dump, a bit of a go some, through, some, through some nice stories, some weird stories, some, some good stories and cause that you've collected over the past week. Yeah. Let's see, what's, what's, you did, what was the first one you had? Right. What was the first story you had? So, yeah, I've, I've scoured the internet for the funniest and the weirdest news stories, also the most interesting. And um, this one, well, the first one that caught my eye, um, 79-year-old Vatican priest says he is overwhelmed with exorcisms and young priests too scared to help. <laughs> what? What? So, yeah, okay, so apparently there's lots of exorcisms nowadays. The article says... The world is under renewed attack by an army of demons, and the battle is so intense young priests are too scared to engage in exorcisms, says a 79-year-old Vatican exorcist. Father Vincenzo Tara Borelli told the BBC he treats up to 30 people in a day in his windowless room in the back of a church in Rome. He says he cannot retire as he cannot find a replacement. I told the bishop that I can't find anyone willing to do this. Many of them are scared. Even priests can be scared. It's a difficult life. So, by the sounds of it, it's actually quite... It'd be quite a difficult job. Like, 30 in a day, that's quite a lot of... That just sounds like a crazy old man. You'd just be like, back-to-back exorcisms. God, anyway. What is this guy... Like... No, he couldn't be doing... Like, exorcisms... Like, like demons. Yeah, well... Really? Like, it just sounds like a crazy, like, 70-year-old man who's, like, way past his prime. A pri- Like, is this in the job description for priests? I have no clue. To perform exorcism? I think it's just, like, an extra. <laughs> like, an on-the-side job in a little... What do you call it? His little back what behind the church? He's got a little windowless room in the back of a church in Rome. <laughs> so just, like, this dank little dark room. This just sounds like a like a rape dungeon. Oh, it's it sounds like, pretty dodgy, but... Oh. So, the and the young pri and the young priests aren't. They're, t- they're, they're not. not they're too scared. It. Yeah, they're scared of it. They they think it's horrible. Anyway, sounds like the young priests are just like you know, they're agreeing with me. It's just a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. Are exorcisms re- are exorcisms real? Um, like I believe so. I think yeah, I think people believe so, that there's demonic possession. So what when you perform an exorcism? That's what you so you're trying to get rid of the demon. Yeah. Well, out of the body of. Well, it says here that demonic possession is said to occur when an agent of the devil, Satan, <laughs> enters a body. Sometimes many different demons with different characteristics supposedly co-inhabit the same person, directing their behavior towards evil and dragging their soul to hell upon death. So basically just forcing people to do bad things. So, you know, you know, you accidentally murder someone. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the demon. I'm, I'm, I need an exorcism. Yeah. Like, That's going to hold up in a court of law, isn't it? You know, it's just people oh, trying like, to cover their wrongdoings with religious oh, stuff. Oh, Jesus I Christ. I like how they um, they clarified with devil, with Satan. Like, yeah. Yes, it's that, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Satan here. Yes. Like, oh, like real, do people really believe that they could be inhabited by a demon 
And like, like what, like what sort of bad things do you think people have done? Like, like, oh, somebody, I've murdered someone. Oh, it was the demon. It was the, <laughs> it was the devil inside me. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's a bit, oh. it's a bit crazy. Well, apparently, I think it's a bit crazy. In 2014, the Vatican officially recognized the International Association of, Ec- of Exorcists. That's a tongue twister. The group had been established in the 1990s to promote awareness of the dramatic reality of exorcism. Its founder, Father Gabriel Pietro Armoth, died in Rome last month, aged 91. He claimed to have conducted 160,000 exorcisms in his life. He said his most difficult case was a married woman whose demon he battled for 13 years. Another man, who was a Satanist, wanted her. He told the BBC she refused. So this man told her, you'll pay for this. He cast so-called spells to attract her to him twice a week. Then they came to me. In this room, I started to pray, and she went into a trance. She would blurt out insults, blasphemies. I quickly understood she was possessed. As the rite continued, she started feeling worse and worse. So when I told the, de- when I told the devil, in the name of Jesus, I order you to go away, she started to vomit like little metal pins five at a time that sounds horrifying what the fuck mm. like can this be real it does it sounds crazy it's something you'd have to see to believe definitely oh god yeah but, like that's uh, something just straight out of a fucking horror movie like mm. jesus christ vomiting metal pins Ugh. Oh. It's just I I just can't like all I can see is bullshit like you know just crazy people like it's I don't know it's just that's all I I can't see it being real yeah but then again we didn't know that we didn't think the moon existed until man landed on the moon so who knows like so we did know that the moon existed that was a horrible analogy that was oh Jesus Christ. let's oh. Chris, let's yeah. let's go to our oh, next story. What I have know. we got? I, I, oh, I'm just picturing it. Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, moving on, moving mm. on. Something a little moving little bit on. more, a little funnier. All right. Mum accidentally mm. packs adult item in daughter's school lunchbox. Holy fuck. Okay. What do you what do you think it is? What do you think it is? <laughs> okay. Well, in my head, like I'm thinking, you know, the girls. How old's the girl? How old's the girl? Uh, she'd be public school age, so like ten ish. Okay, so ten. She you knows she's. You know, the recess bell is rung and she's opened up her lunchbox. You know, there's a little, um, there's an LCM bar in there, little, little bar in there to eat. There's a little, um, a ham and cheese sandwich in there. And then there's like just a big black dildo. Oh, God. That's, that's what I can imagine. Like, like one of those big floppy ones. Like how would you accidentally put that in the lunchbox? Like if it's yellow, fair enough. Might think it's a banana, but this big. Anything else. <sighs> or orange for a carrot. Yeah. That's all I can think of. I guess. So, what was it? Alright, so, there comes a point in pretty much every young person's life when they will be presented with the opportunity to drink alcohol. Maybe it'll be at a party, or perhaps at a mate's house when their parents are out, and and the alcohol cabinet is unlocked. Whatever the scenario, it's safe to say that the first sip won't be during a lunch break at primary school. The booze in question, nestled coyly between the sandwiches and Baybell. Some weird word. Anyway, so imagine weird. <laughs> weird lunchbox already. So imagine I it's cheese. It is. I've got a feeling it's cheese. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Something like baby, that. Baby Bell or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, so imagine mm. one's mum's shock when her daughter school when her daughter school called her to tell her they'd found vodka in the five year old's lunchbox. Oh, she's five. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Happily, 
There was an innocent explanation. Okay, here we go. What the Queensland mum had done that very morning was to instruct her daughter to get a juice pouch out of the freezer. Instead, the little girl had grabbed a pouch of frozen raspberry vodka. <laughs> we like her style. Luckily, it seemed everyone saw the funny side. The mum later took to Facebook to post about the incident, writing, Epic lunchbox fail when you tell your five-year-old preppy to put a frozen juice pouch in a lunchbox and you forget the other pouches in your freezer. <laughs> Epic lunchbox fail. Like, oh, I'm cringing already. Oh my god, that's pretty funny. Like, imagine if she that... actually drank that. Cause imagine it... having a f- like you're at school and there's a, there's a five year old young girl and she's drunk. She's she's off a chops. <laughs> See, that's funny. How I like. Yeah. Wouldn't they sort of separate the vodka from like the juice pouches? Oh, but if you if you wouldn't know you good... tell the kid to go and get it, the kid's just like, oh, there we go, a little carton, yeah, whatever. Looks like a juice pouch, whatever. Kid trying just to cause trouble, stealing <laughs> some alcohol. That's what I would have done when I was five, stolen alcohol from my bloody fridge. Yeah, well, at oh, the end of the article it says the mum got her her vodka back, so the kid didn't drink it, so it's okay. Well, in the end, I think of it's it's been a happy ending. She's got her vodka back, so she can drink that, you know, late into Friday night while the kids are asleep, and, you know, it's good. It's good that she got her alcohol back. Yeah. It's, a, it's a happy story. Like, it starts well. off a bit funny, but it ends well. Yeah, that's Good it. on your mum. Good on her. Good on your mum. Good on you, Kathy. Uh, all right. I've got another one here. Um, mm. So, Metador, which is like a uh, bull wrestler, you know, like the Mexican mm, bull yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Has a rectum rebuilt after Raging Bull rams its 12-inch horn 30 centimeters into his backside. Sounds holy, so holy painful. Sh- I, Jesus I, I, wa- I watched the video that was mm. w- <laughs> with the article when I found it, and oh boy, it it throws him off, throws mm. him straight on the ground, tips him over, and then rams its horn up his ass. Like it full on knew what it was doing. Like it was purposefully done. Jesus oh. fucking Christ! Right up his asshole. <laughs> like I can barely like. Like, I don't even like my own asshole being, like, touched. Do you know what I mean? Imagine having a whole horn 30 centimetres up your ass. That's... Jesus Christ. That just ripped... That just rips the, an- the anal cavity, just, like, in half. Just rips it. That would just shred you. God. So he's had to, he's had to have it... Recon- was it reconstructed? Was that the word? It rebuilt. It had to be rebuilt. Rebuilt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm guessing it broke pelvis bones and everything as well, so... Oh... Imagine him trying to shit after that. Like, how can you... Like, what do you do? What do you think they do? I cannot think of anything he could do. Like, could he actually go to the toilet? Would it just, like, fall... Like, it goes down his body and it just, like, falls out in, like, a big, like, like mud. Mm. Like, at his back. So, oh, Jesus You wouldn't Christ. want to go for months, that's for sure. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Antonio Romero, was his name, oh. required constructive mm. surgery after mm. the bull... Charged and gored him from behind. Romero's doctor, Rafael Vacchis Bayod. Oh, so many. I'm so bad at pronouncing <laughs> What was that name? Rafael Vacchis Bayod told Mexican media that the bull's 12 inch horn had penetrated his patient's rectum to a depth of approximately 30 centimeters. Video oh. footage shows the bull charging at Romero, knocking him to his feet before tossing him over, goring him in the process. Romero is then seen rolling over in agony in the bullfighting ring in Mexico City. In a statement, Dr. Bayod 
confirmed that Romero underwent surgery twice in an attempt to reconstruct his perirectal area. There were no complications during the operation, and Romero is expected to make a full recovery after several months of rest. Thank God. He has been advised that rehabilitation will be slow and should expect to be out of action for some time. (laughs) After the operation, Romero posted a picture online of himself laying in a hospital bed with his thumbs up. Alongside the picture, he wrote the message, I am thankful for the display displays of affection. It's an, it's an extra motivation to get better. Oh. What a poor bloke. Yeah. He's just, he's just living his dream. He's doing his job, you know, just being a matador and he gets thrown off and it just get, he gets, I love the, I love the wording there. He gets a gourd, <laughs> gourd right in the, oh, deep in his asshole, deep in the rectum. Oh, what God. a poor, what a poor bloke. Mm. No, oh, I'd hate this. So uh, I couldn't. That'd be so painful. Sad times for that man. Anyway. Jesus. Oh. Oh. All right, <laughs> moving on to something else that's really cringy. Um, oh, yes. The name of this one just gets me. All right, DIY balls up. Man arrested after removing another man's left testicle in unauthorized medical procedure. Okay, where is this going? I cannot tell where this is going. So, alright, a man allegedly had his left testicle lopped off in a cheap mid-north coast motel room because he couldn't afford a proper medical procedure. The alleged backyard surgeon, who is not a qualified doctor, Alan George Matthews, 56, has been charged after responding to the 52-year-old's pleas for help online. Okay, so he's just posted online, alright, need someone to cut me testy off, can anyone help? And some guy has just gone, oh yeah, sure. Like, why would you go to an unqualified doctor in any situation? Because like, it was cheap. Like, God, I don't know, getting your testes chopped off. Oh, Jesus Christ. Use a pair of scissors at home or, you know, surgeon uses a million different things and charges you half a freaking arm for it. God. But, yeah, wouldn't you rather be clean? Like, who knows what could happen oh, yeah. to that? Of course you want to... Oh, I'd never go to... I'd never resort to just backyard doctor surgery, but anyway... So what was he actually trying to get cut off? The te- was it the testicle? Um, his left testicle, yeah. So it was... Okay, so he's... Right. But why? So police said alleged victim posted an online ad earlier this year requesting assistance with a medical issue that had been suffering for years after he was kicked in the nether region by a horse. Okay, so it's like it's been damaged. Mr. Matthews uh... allegedly responded to the ad and met with the alleged victim at a Port Macquarie Hotel motel on May 16th. The man's left testicle was surgically removed. Surgically removed, police <laughs> said. Okay, go Yeah, yep. The wound from the allegedly unauthorized surgery became infected, and the 52-year-old had to attend a hospital a week later seeking treatment. All right, so he couldn't avoid going to the bloody hospital there. Uh, but he goes to the hospital after yeah. getting it by a backyard doctor. I love that phrase, the backyard doctor. He chops it off. And he has to go to hospital anyway. And if it's been a problem for years, wouldn't you like, you know, okay, um, I don't have the money now, but let's try and save up for an operation and get it removed. <sighs> Not just, you know, like, mm. wait and wait and wait. Yeah. And now, you know, he's got a bad, you oh, know, in, in a hotel motel. <laughs> I love that. He's gone to a Port Macquarie hotel motel to get his testicle No off. expense spared there. Jeez. <laughs> Mid-North Coast police were called and started investigations to find the alleged testicle taker. Officers raided a Glen Innes property on Thursday, seizing medical equipment, electronic equipment, 
several firearms and four bottles of liquid, believed to be amyl nitrate. All items were seized and will undergo forensic examinations. Mr. Matthews was arrested and taken to Port Macquarie Police Station. He was charged with, with, with removing tissue from the body of another without authority, reckless, recklessly causing grievous bodily harm, possessing a restricted substance, not keeping a firearm a pistol safely, and not keeping a firearm... Oh, they literally repeated that twice there anyway. So they, he just wasn't keeping his firearm safe because you meant to put it in like a gun safe and everything. Oh, uh, I see. So I just in why like okay, if you're gonna get this done, why wouldn't you go like to like a nice little hotel? You know, like <laughs> yeah, like just go somewhere nice. Like, Five star hotel. Situation. You know, you want to make want to make the best of it. Exactly. Like pretend you know you're taking a woman out, but instead you're just you know going to get your balls chopped off. <laughs> make it a nice experience. Oh. Like it's oh, Far but. Out. Well, why would you... Get, I still can't get around it. You just why like, would you go to a backyard surgeon? Well, wait, okay, so pretend you're in this hotel motel room, right? It's pretty dingy. You don't know what's happened on the bed. Where is the most sterile place to do this operation? Are you going to be like, get down on all fours and let him, you know, chop him out from behind? Or are you going you're gonna to sprawl out on the bed and get all kinds of different diseases? Or are you going to go in the bathroom and, you know, squat? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm do thinking, it in the shower I'm thinking the f- or... I'm thinking on the bo- I'm thinking on the floor in the bedroom, not on the bed. I feel like there'd be too many infections there. Yeah. All right. I wonder, Jesus Christ, like, why oh, <laughs> people people of this world? Like, I feel like this is like we've said it many times, but well, you know, like we're all thinking it. What goes through people's heads for all this shit to occur? Like, why would in any situation? Why would you go to? A dingy little hotel motel to get your balls chopped off. <laughs> like, wouldn't you try to get like, even if it was like, you know, in someone's apartment where it's like nice and clean, like you know, you mm. know, you're gonna be all right. Not a little hotel, mo- like what? You're afraid you're gonna get caught? Do you think you're gonna be um, safer at a hotel motel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh god. Just people, like I just honestly. hope they had the plastic sheets. You know, like Dexter, friggin'. Got it already. Chop them off. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, for a backyard doctor. Oh, just no. imagine the hotel, hotel room now. Guests go to stay there. It's like, oh, just just so you know, this is a, a guy got his testes chopped off in this room. It's like fucking hell. Hope you get a discount. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's nothing like going to where like Jurassic Park was filmed. This is like where somebody's ball got chopped off. Yeah. It's like there's no comparison there. You wouldn't want to be there. Oh God no. Oh. What else you got, Chris? All right. Uh, next one. Um, another body mutilation. Um, boy, seven. Ooh, already good. Um, left bleeding after greedy seagulls attacked him to nick his donut. Oh, God. Oh, have, you, God. have you ever been attacked by seagulls, Matt, because you've had food? No, I've been, attacked, I've been attacked by a magpie. I was riding my bike, and then, like, it attacked me. So I drove into someone's... Like, so it was, like... It was someone's front yard, but, like, there was sort of, like, a... It was two different elevations. Mm. So then, like, I had to drive into the yard, and I, like... Did, so it was, like, about a meter high, and I, died, like, dived off the bike into the yard to get away from this magpie. <laughs> Bad times. It was not fun. Oh, yeah. Magpies are pretty, pretty horrible. Oh, they bloody are. So this kid, seven years old, yeah. attacked by... He had a donut, trying to eat his donut, and he got attacked by seagulls. All right, so a boy of seven bloke. had to be taken to hospital after being attacked by seagulls. 
Thomas West was tucking into a donut when five birds swooped out, swooped on the treat and cut his hand outside a Sainsbury supermarket on Sunday in Plymouth, Devon. So this has happened in Britain, I think. Devon? Devon's Britain? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's Devon. All right, yeah. Um, store first aiders helped the shaken youngster who was taken to the minor injuries unit so his bleeding hand could be cleaned up. Dad, Gary, 37 of Plymouth, said Thomas was holding his food normally and the gold came from nowhere out of the sky. I didn't really know what was going on. I just heard my boy start shouting. He had blood all over his hand and his donut was on the floor. Oh no, the seagull was still on him when four other seagulls then joined in. It was terrifying. Gary, who works at the Royal Mail, added, I've always dismissed it when people say they've been attacked by seagulls. It sounds ridiculous. I thought it was just silly stories. But they were so vicious. I was so shocked that I'm not too sure what can be done to stop this happening to people in such a busy area. I'm not going to give my children food outside anymore. People should be aware. Since the attack, several others have flocked to social media to report being attacked by the same seagull. So apparently this is like a killer seagull. She's out for blood. The killer seagull on the loose... Like, what would you wait? In, like, what would you still go to the beach? Like that specific beach, if you know there's gonna, like there's a killer seagull on the loose. Yeah. Pause it, but like, why don't like you would think they'd get like you know they'd get the police involved and like shoot down the seagull? They're a pest. <laughs> if these, it's like if it's still on, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like any, it's like a rabid dog, mm. and like nobody owns it. Let's just kill the seagull. I'm not against animal cruelty. Yeah. Much. Let's let's but start an online petition. Kill the gull. Kill the gull. Hashtag kill the gull. Yeah. Trending on Twitter. Let's get it going. <laughs> oh, poor kid. Poor like. Imagine being like that's yeah. that scars him for life. He'll never go to the beach again. He'll never. He'll never like any birds. He's gonna see like think when that happens to kids. Like those kids, they end up. They're the kids who end up like shooting up schools. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're the kids who go through the heart. Like, oh. they have scarring things. Like, it's not like they're, like, molested or anything. Traumatized. But, like, it's still... They're still traumatized. And, oh, poor boy. Yeah. He'll, he'll never trust a bird again. Oh. Never again. Poor man. I think I've got time... We'll have time for one more story, Chris. What's... All right. What else you got? Let's <laughs> give us one more. All right. After 33 attempts, 14 instructors in 25 years... Learner driver Bradley finally passes his driving test. That, that was that was a joke. Brad. Oh, no, Brad. Oh, Brad. <laughs> it's not actually Brad. But th- there is a story where a guy had 33 attempts, 14 instructors, and 25 years on his L's before he finally got his P's. So he was 40 by the... T- oh, in his 40s by the time he got his P's. How can it be that bad? So... If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. <laughs> Christian Whitley Mason has taken 33 attempts 14 with 14 different instructors, 85 lessons, and paid about £10,000 out of pocket just for, like, lessons over a staggering 25 years to finally pass his driving test. He said, I can't believe I've actually finally passed after all these years. And he's still, he's still in shock. Um, Christian 42 from Barnsley, York, South Yorkshire, first took his test in 1992 in the days before driving theory test was introduced, but quickly racked up a succession of test fails. 
Even his husband, Darren, thought he'd never pass. Joking with him, you're an accident waiting to happen. He said, there was this one examiner at the Barnsley Test Centre who I used to pray I didn't get. She was notoriously tough and she failed me every time. I had 56 lessons with my first instructor and eventually he told me to just give up as I would never pass. By 2003, after Christian had failed his test a monumental 32 times, he admitted defeat and finally gave up on his dream of driving and decided it wasn't for him. And then he said, I just had enough. I just thought I'd never get it. Never. I'm never going to get it. Even when he turned 40 and decided to give it another go, he had a few lessons but didn't stick with it long enough and never got as far as taking the test. I just got bored with it, he said. I couldn't see the point. It's like, he just, you know, you try it that many times, you know, you're just sick of it by that point. I like how it's like he's, it's like his dream of driving. When, like, a lot of the people out, like, younger than us, they'll get their license. They can drive a car on their own by, like, the time they're 17. Most of them can. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this guy can't even... Like, how can he not pass the test? Like, oh, just you'd have to be pretty horrid, wouldn't you? Yeah. Probably just short attention span or something. I don't know. Jeez, poor, poor man. Mm. This is just... This is making me sad. <laughs> what a poor bloke. Like... Well, then again, he must be pretty fucking dumb if he cannot drive a car. Like, <laughs> oh. you see the dickheads who are driving around driving cars. Oh, yeah. You see, like, like, like there was this bloke on the on the highway and he was like going like 170, 180. Yeah. And then he crashed into another car and killed the other bloke. Anyway, like, that's a dickhead who got his license. He must have been good enough to get his license. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, this guy must have been hor- Like, he what? I wonder how bad he would have been. Like, was he like, going over curbs and, like, hit... Like, he must have been that bad that he's hit anyone. So, like, that's a plus. But yeah. he must have been pretty damn horrible. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Poor... Poor man. What was his name again? Uh, Christian. Christian. Poor Christian. Was he... Wait, was he gay? Is that, yes. Did I, did I hear that right? <laughs> yes. He's gay. He's married to Darren. Oh. oh. Christian and Darren. Poor Christian, but he's finally achieved his dream. Yeah, so... After many long years. Christian, who was celebrating his Mm. 10th wedding anniversary to Darren, has increasingly been required to travel for work, is finding it more difficult to get by, day by day, without being able to drive. He said, I had to either get taxis or rely on other people, and it was costing me a fortune. So in January, that was it. I just decided I was going to go for it. Everyone laughed at me and said I'd never do it. I get bored again. I'd get bored again, you know, because you must get bored of driving. But I was absolutely determined. I was going to show everyone. Christian joked, there must be a God because I prayed every night that I wouldn't get that same examiner who'd kept failing me. And I didn't. So everything's looking up from here. Not only did he pass his first test, he only got marked down for three minor errors. So he probably got, you know, 90 plus percent, which is awesome. You might say I passed first time this time. It was so hard. There's a lot more to it now than when I first started. There's the independent driving tests, the theory tests, the hazard perception test, and so on. I'm so proud of myself. It's changed my life, to be honest. I felt like I'd achieved everything I really wanted to achieve. This was the one thing left I had to do. My motto was always, has always been, don't stop believing. Christian has splashed out in a second-hand smart car. He's named Percy. It's an automatic as Christian decided to opt for the automatic-only test. 
Oh. <laughs> Happy ending. He's got a smart car named Percy now. Lovely. Good on you, Christian. Yeah. Like, and it will. And it's funny because he can only drive like he's just at forty years old. He's you can drive an automatic car, yeah. like most of the population can. <laughs> good, but good like good on, good on you, Christian. Yeah. Good on you, good man. Good on you. Legend. Uh, well, I think you know. I think Chris. I think we might leave it there. We got that was a pretty good news dump. I think next time we'll have some pretty crazy stories. I got. Oh, I think yeah. we've got some in our back pocket. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I've still got more. There's always weird news out there. This has been a